Pickaxe. Folks, welcome to Dungeons and Randomness. Since 2012, myself and an amazing cast of 18 have been telling stories in our homebrew world of Theria. Four different groups explore lost ruins, run for political office, rage against a mad king, set sail to long forgotten islands, and so much more. Every group has a different story and flavor, and every season or arc has a new set of groups and stories all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons & Randomness wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. Welcome, friends, to High Rollers Presents The Curse of Strahd, a gothic horror adventure of chills, thrills, and many blood spills. I am your Dungeon Master, Mark Humes, and the players joining me are as follows. Chris Trott as Jesper the Vistani Bard, Kim Richards as Shadows Beyond the Veil, a tabaxi cleric, Katie Morrison as Rose Venandi, the Human Ranger, Tom Hazel as Xeros Mistan, the Dragonborn Fighter, and Rhiannon Gower as Ziki Mistan, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. Last time on Curse of Strahd, after Ziki's death in the search for the Tome of Strahd, Xeros carried her body to the desecrated church in Valaki and sought a deal with Asmodeus. Unknown to him, Ziki was forging her own pact with the dark powers of Barovia, and both made sacrifices. On returning to the Blue Water Inn, the hallowed bones of St. Andrew, animated and possessing of some holy spirit, attacked Ziki, and Xeros leapt to her defense, destroying the bones and the effect upon them. The rest of the party returned from the Burgomaster's mansion, just in time to aid Xeros and Ziki against the enraged Father Lucian, and a desperate escape from Valaki ensued. Now the party rushed towards Vistani campsite near the town in hopes of finding allies and shelter. That is where we pick up today, my friends. It is a bleak dawn as the gates of the lackey are just behind you. The grey, dismal, clouded sun is just beginning to kiss the horizon and spread a little light throughout the land. But it is also beginning to rain. Soft, drizzling rain as your boots and your claws stamp into the mud of the trail path leading from the west gate of Valaki um, and head into deep, unknown woods. Jesper, at the forefront, uh, you lead them not too far, not far from the main gate to Valaki itself, uh, to a woodland trail that leads south uh, into the, the forest and the woods near the town. Um, and from there, you can see in the distance a small hill uh, where a few scattered Vistani wagons, um, only a couple of them, seem to wait. Uh, it is not that far from the town itself. You think maybe uh, a couple of hours um, on foot, um, but it is a location. Uh, 
You know that there are guards within the town of Valaki that are on high alert and are perhaps searching uh, for suspicious folks. You have only just narrowly managed to avoid uh, their attention, leaving just two guards as witnesses to your uh, evacuation from the town. Uh, so my question is, what would you guys like to do? Hmm. I'd like to know how this walk went. <laughs> <laughs> how awkward was it? Two hours that you've been traveling so far. I mean, it's wet, it's uh, cold, but the light is beginning to reveal itself. You don't seem to have been pursued thus far, but you can hear that there is a lot of activity in the town itself. There's a lot of shouting, there's a lot of calling, even though it's distant now, echoing from uh, you know a couple of hours away. Uh, it must be loud enough that it's being carried on the air. I imagine while we were kind of going out of Valaki, near the gates and beyond for about half an hour, there was still a lot of focus on the task of not getting caught. But mm-hmm. I feel like after that, once we feel like we've got clear, that the sounds are going distant, those other thoughts start coming. Mm-hmm. And where there's a bit more time to, you know, ease off the thoughts of being caught and onto uh, yeah. other pressing matters. Other things. Well, uh, the if I remember correctly, Rose cast Pass Without a Trace. So you haven't left any tracks in the mud or anything like that. But you are... You have not traveled too far from the gates of Valaki, um, so there is still potential threat uh, if you were to be discovered. Um, but yeah, you are now traveling down a twisted, winding woodland path that seems to lead south um, through the trees towards this small hill uh, that you can see just rising up, kissing the tops of the dead, gnarled branches. I imagine. Unless, correct me if I'm wrong, everyone's dead silent. No one's really communicating much. I'm talking as much as I normally do. (laughs) I think the only person that might be perhaps offering a couple of words and more from a not wanting to disrupt the silence but more of an an informative thing is Ismark, who is carrying up the rear, is constantly checking behind, maybe giving like sort of things like, still no sign of them. Can't really hear them anymore, but can't see them. And then long periods of silence, and then maybe sort of like checking again, just like a short sort of like still no one as you begin winding your way through. But everyone uh, else, yeah, it seems like everyone one else is. To talk about this first. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, well, my question is: is how long does, in that case, how long does the silence last? Like, does it last until you arrive at this destination, or are you going to talk about this en route? I think. I don't think. I, like I don't seemed... think Rose would. Okay. Unless Shadow anyone brings it up. Yeah. yeah. I think Shadow is slowly seething Mm -hmm. and holding her tongue until she knows it's safe. Okay. It never is. (laughs) Like as like Fifi is walking, she's like looking at like her her like slight like her longer claws, like like clenching her claws into fists to like try and hide them and like Mm -hmm. just Yeah. You can see that your arms are thinner, you look a bit more sort of haggard. You don't feel much different. You don't feel as tired, but like looking at your limbs, you can definitely see that there's 
you don't look good, uh, certainly. Uh, but you are alive. You've got breath in your lungs and you can feel your heart beat. Is it beating yeah. slower? Is it? It's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting question. Mm. One you're not quite sure yeah. of the answer. Um, but yeah. Well, you travel in silence uh, along this, this curved path, as it were. And it doesn't take you very long before uh, you begin to see something. The, wood, the woods part to reveal an expansive clearing. Small grass-covered hill with a few low houses built into its sides. Fog obscures the details, but you can see that these buildings feature elegantly carved woodwork and have decorative lanterns hanging from scripted, uh, sculpted eaves. Atop the hill, above the fog, are a couple of abandoned Bistani wagons, barrel-topped uh, that surround what one would have once been a campsite. There is a small, faded, sputtering column of smoke pouring from a deadened fire. And that is what you see. There are horse tracks. You also begin to see a few bodies laying around the camp as you draw closer. Um, as you part your way through the fog, you can see the silhouettes of corpses laying in the mud. Great. I've had enough. This is too much. First, Valaki, and now this. And I turn and look dead at Xeros. Why? Why did you do it? We don't have time for this, Jesper. Do we not? The Vistani camp. Everyone is dead. Everybody dies. They have their time. <laughs> oh my god. How's Zeke feeling? <laughs> there are a scattering of bodies as you kind of come to a standstill and the fog begins to cling around your legs. Uh, there's maybe a dozen or so, but not most of them are not Vistani. You see a couple of Vistani bodies, their bright clothing just catching the the rising light. Um, they seem to be marred by frost or by flame. But many of the bodies are wear darker clothes, dark browns, dark greens, dark greys, and they all have mutilated ears, long hair, more elven features. Uh, they some appear to have been dragged from the little homes that have been sort of dug into the hill. Um, crossbow bolts, blades sticking out of them. Um, and at the very top of the hill, by the pittering, sputtering fire, is one large Vistani man, quite muscular. Uh, he doesn't, doesn't appear to be wearing a shirt, but the trousers and the belts are unmistakable. Um, and his throat is slit neatly across the jugular. Deep with skill. I understand, Zeros. It takes everything from you. You think I wouldn't have jumped at the chance to bring Madame Ava back? 
what she could have done if she had lived, how she could have guided us. But I did not, because it is wrong. Yet you made a deal, did you not? You're no better you than him. You just didn't have the strength, Jesper. The strength! Is that what you call it? And I stand close to Zeros. You call this strength? To give in to emotion? To make reckless decisions? Not considering the consequences? You call that strength, do you? I'm protecting what I protect, and I brought her back. You failed. Deal with it. But she stands here now. Where's Madame Ava? I hope she's at peace. Ziki, I'm sorry what he's done to you. It wasn't him. I... I made a pact too. What? My death binds me to this place, yes, but you know that. I'm here now, and I'll always be here. If... If this is what it means to come back from death, then so be it. I will lay waste to every creature in this place until Strahd is dead. That is my... That is my mission now. That you is what I must have do. have a choice. It's not for you to decide. It's in darker hands. You've made a deal with something that's never for free. No. You're going to regret isn't. your actions. What was Maybe the cost so. for both of you? <laughs> Given I your lack of response, I, I think it must be quite a big cost. Strahd must be destroyed. And if you don't destroy him? Then my soul returns to Barovia. Where it has been once and where it will be again. Zeros? I'll just kind of nod. <laughs> And you think, you think your deals will be honored. You think you trust the beings that have the power to do this, to give you trinkets, to bring you back to life. You think they will honor that or that they do this in your best interests? Are you that stupid? Are you that naive? If they give me one more month with Ziki, then yes. At I what that stupid. cost? At what cost? You will listen to me because I will say this once, and then I will never speak of it again. Life is about balance. You cannot have light without dark. You cannot have life without death. You see the consequences breaking this cycle reaps, the price of undeath. You're standing it right now, here, in Barovia. These bodies 
around you. This undead strad unleashing suffering and pain on a whole realm of innocent people for his eternal life. Grief is a part of life. Grief is the price of love. I walk with grief every day of my damned life. My life's work is to help with people deal with that loss. Your deal, Xeros, and you, Ziki, was selfish. You, Xeros, it was you not having the strength to face up to something that is a fundamental part of life. And now your selfishness has potentially cost the life of a frightened old man. Are you going to make a deal for him? Are you going to share his suffering? You made a deal with the devil. And the devil always wins. So I hope you can live with the consequences of your actions. I hope you make this time worthwhile. And you, Ziki, I thought you would be better. I thought you would smarter. And then that, I just turn and walk away. <laughs> I think as you, you do talk. so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ismark and Irina kind of watch and listen. Ismark kind of bristles at some of the stuff being said and he begins moving over towards uh, Xeros and Ziki. Irina looks towards where Shadow's gone. Uh, they kind of share a look together and then Irina follows Shadow whilst Ismark goes towards Xeros and Ziki. Uh, as he approaches you, uh, Xeros, he just puts a hand on your kind of shoulder. For what is worth, my friend, I can understand. And he just kind of nods. Doesn't look like there is anyone here that can help us, but perhaps there's some supplies. I'm going to go look around. And he just begins heading off towards some of the houses to start looking around. Um, Irina comes up to you, Shadow, uh, kind of follows, um, kind of just kind of lingers behind you for a moment. Um, and probably just uh waits but is is not trying to intrude but is there if you want to talk to someone else but is also staying quite distant if you want to just go off on your own but she kind of like stands around awkwardly looking like she wants to say something but doesn't have the words to say uh what about Jesper and Rose what about you guys um i'll probably uh go to both of them I think that what Shadow says sums up a lot of the way that I'm feeling. I lost a brother. I didn't make the same choice you did. It would not have been right. Ziki, I can't say that I'm not glad to see you alive. However, you have to tell us the consequences of the deals that you've made. We need to know in detail what we need to expect, because if this comes back to bite any of us, then we need to be prepared for that. And then I'll walk away towards Shadow. Okay. Uh, Ziki, Zeros, or Jesper, anything from you guys? Or... 
And I think you guys want to say or do. Now is definitely the time. I'll give him a little bit of space, but I'm definitely going to say something. <laughs> sure. So if you want to squeeze it in now, do it. I got nothing. I think Xeros, yeah, I don't know if Xeros has much to say. Uh, he made his choice, and I think... <laughs> I mean, yeah. he still feels like it's the right thing, but sure, he yeah, doesn't know how right. to communicate it, in a sense. Well, maybe that's Xeros' way, is he just doesn't say anything, he just doesn't argue back. Let's them think that they've won the argument, per se, even if he knows what's right to him. Like, he knows it's selfish, but also, he didn't do it for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, we just kind of see Xeros kind of look glancing over everybody else, but no words are said. Um, you want him dead, yes. We do. Here. When you ran off from the house, we found this. I throw the Tome of Knowledge on the floor. It's the wet grass. Read that. See yourself in it. Don't become the same thing. I'll walk off to where Shadow is going. This old, battered comb <laughs> stares up at the pair of you from the grass, faded and ancient. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for you two? You just leave the book there to walk away. I think Zeke will pick up the book. Um, yeah. Okay. Make a note that Zeke, you have the Tome of Strahd. Is in, and uh, yes, but mark off that you do not have the Tome of Strahd anymore. Yeah. Uh, and if either of you wish to read it, it is a, a handout that you should be able to see in, in Roll20. It's yours to yeah. read as you wish. Nice. Sure. Uh, Alright. Okay. Well, we know that <laughs> Shadow and pretty much everybody except Ismark, Zeke, and Xeros have gone off somewhere. Where do you head, Shadow? Like, whereabouts do you head? There is this um, very small round hill. Um, they have these larger kind of, like, houses dug into the sides on the on the outer edge. And then at the top of the hill is this sputtering campfire and a few abandoned Vistani wagons, as well as bodies. So, yeah, I think probably I'd be attracted towards the, the campfire, the abandoned... Mm -hmm campfire at the top uh, top of the hill and I think, mm -hmm. yeah, I'd just storm off up there and I'd just I'd probably just be staring at the bodies, just like just yeah, thinking the, about um, what I just said and just being like, senseless, this is all sen like, yeah. this this stupid ugh, like <laughs> and we're surrounded yeah. by Strahd's anger and, and you know, the consequence of this, you know you, you get me, you get yeah. me, I think just Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple of things you notice, I mean, it's very easy for Shadow to notice that, yeah, there is one figure uh, at the at, at, right at the campfire uh, looks like he was stood there, shirt off, um, judging by his kind of gut and his weight and his demeanour probably a drunkard, uh, quite a violent drunkard, judging by the big scars on his knuckles, um the you know scars on his back and on his torso a bit of a thug almost um throat completely slit very clean uh assassination 
style, you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but you know that the body that Shadow sees at the top is a man called Luvash, who had a brother called Aragal. Um, you didn't know them very well. They were they took over this camp when some of the elders here died. Um, they were always a bit of a violent sort, so not the type of people that I think Jesper probably would have spent too much time with. But they were Vistana, then you know they were your brothers. Um, they were family in a sense. They were just maybe family you didn't want to spend too much time with, uh, especially when they were drinking. Um, the other Vistani aren't around the campfire. The other Vistani are closer to the edges of the woods, and you can see that those bodies have been marred by frost and by flame. Half of them look like they have, been, you know, parts of their bodies have been frozen solid, uh, covered in rime. The other half look like they have been badly burnt, scorched by some sort of fiery explosion. Um, and they seem to be heading towards the woods. Uh, the other bodies, which are scattered all around the, the camp, mainly around the, the houses, are dusk elves. Again, Jesper, you know of dusk elves. Um, you know a little bit about them, but they're kind of a very reclusive, quiet sort of people. To Shadow and Rose, they they would look like wood elves from uh, Faerun to you. They would look like you know wood elves that you would meet along the Sword Coast or anything like that. But their ears have all been mutilated, so the the tips have been cut off, um, scarred, healed up. Um, they look very sullen. They look quite drab and and it's quite sad in a way. And they have been peppered by Vistani crossbow bolts, by short swords. Um, yeah, it looks like some sort of battle took place here in a sense. Um, Rose, I'd say with your kind of natural hunting skill, uh, you'd, you'd you would assume that the ones near the forest look like they were chasing after somebody. Uh, you also suspect that quite a lot of Vistani left here, like didn't just like, you know, a lot of Vistani here survived and have since left. There are horse tracks, there are wagon trails that lead onto the road and then away from here, basically. Um, I think Rose would probably tell Jesper that mm-hmm. to try and sort of give him a little bit of comfort that, that people did get away. Yeah. Good. Just to Thank say you. wagons have left. This wasn't everyone. No. There's only a couple stubborn. of wagons. Yeah, there's only a couple of wagons left and most of them look like they've been ransacked. Supplies taken, that sort of thing. No horses. Some great battle, uh, conflict of interest in taking this land. I don't know. Uh, they always were Still, reckless. I wish we could. I wish we could know what happened here. Such. This is not wild beasts. This looks like they turned on each other or something. Irene is kind of looking at them sadly as she kind of wanders between the bodies. Yes. Those that are still sane try and stick together. Something must have driven them to this. I don't know what. I wonder if it started with this gentleman here, and I indicate Luvash. Um, Given such clean a cut and he has not moved, maybe that was the first strike. (sighs) At the reckless man. What did he do? You know him? I knew of him. A little. A little brazen. I didn't want to get to know him much more than 
treating him with respect like I would another Vistani, but uh, he wasn't uh, in control <laughs> all the time of his emotions. A little reckless, a little drunk, so maybe he pissed off the wrong people. I don't know. Zeros and Ziki, you guys, uh, what are you guys doing? You're kind of at the bottom of this hill. The rest of the team have all gone to the top of it. Um, is Mark's rummaging around in some dead elf's house? <laughs> I mean, Zeros is pretty yeah. angry. Like <laughs> he's just yeah, I'm just staring at them. Yeah, watching them do their thing, but almost stopping himself from just going up there and just I don't know. Yelling. Well. <laughs> Yelling with steel. Yelling some sort of draconic words. <laughs> Throwing some sort of draconic claws. Do it. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. Ziki? I think um, Ziki would just. I think she'd just be. Just like. She'd be holding the book, just her hands shaking, really teary eyed. Um, I think she'd just look at Zero and just be like. What, what have we done, Zeros? What have we done? We did what we had to. Help me! Help me! Convince me that we did the right thing, please. I, I was so scared, and I, I couldn't go to Lyra. She wasn't there. I just wanted to go back. I wanted to see you. I wanted to go back. To what was familiar, and that was the only way I could. I wanted and to. You got what you wanted, and I got what I wanted. <sighs> Stupid! You came back, and now we kill Strad. <sighs> stupid, Zeros. I was so weak and stupid, and now I'm stupid again. I can't. How? How has it come to how? You're stronger than them, Ziki. I was scared. That's not. I wasn't strong. I was scared and stupid. <sighs> Look at me. I'm a monster now. I mean, how visually, like, how, how different? What are the major differences? Major differences. Ziki now looks much more gaunt. She looks like quite thin, thinner than she was before her eyes are dark like she doesn't sleep she looks like somebody who she looks like a dragonborn who has gone through a lot like looks quite starved I mean there's definitely an element of like she doesn't look undead but it's not a far stretch to that becoming what she might look like her claws are sharper her fangs sharper a lot of that softness that was there for Ziki before has gone and it's now been replaced by this shadow of death. That's how I would describe it. Shadow of death, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I got, I got nothing. Zero <laughs> says, says nothing. Uh, cool. Uh, anything else? Any, anybody else? Any? Any? Anything they want to do? 
Uh, I'm going to be carrying on, uh, looking through, rifling, asking Shadow and Rose, like, should we follow this up? What do we do? What's our next? Should we find another camp? Do we seek refuge here among the corpses? Do we make a deal with the devil? <laughs> Maybe not that last that. one. I don't say that. <laughs> Slap! <laughs> Shadow, I... as, uh, as oh. Jesper is asking these questions, you can't help but notice that as the rain is kind of falling around, this fine sheet of rain that's falling all around you, you can't help but glimpse kind of stood around the campfire watching. The rain leaves impressions of where people would be standing, but there's nothing there. They just appear to be watching, stood there silently like statues. Oh. Is, is it um, detailed enough to maybe think that they're no, stu- the stunny or it's just, just an absence, absence of a person and it's like a, a humanoid shape or, or just about one. a dozen no it's a dozen oh just a there. dozen okay just a dozen and they're cool. just kind of stood and it's only because it's raining that you can even see that something is there the others mm. probably don't even notice it um, can I your highly maybe... tuned senses to the undead yeah this is going to be very foolish, potentially, but I guess put it down to so much going through her head. Can I almost mm. unconsciously just raise a paw up to near one of them? Yeah, doesn't, doesn't seem to change. You see the outline of this one seems to be maybe a, a woman, like a feminine form, just the slight curve of the shape of the body. And as your claw gets closer, suddenly the rain just falls through it as if there was nothing there. And have the rest disappeared? No. Just that one. How can I help you? There's no response. Just the sound of rain. Pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Against your cloak. Against the cloaks of your friends. The ground splashing into small puddles made in the empty spaces of wagon ruts and boot prints. I think I just give a long sigh. I am sorry, lost ones. I have no more words for everything I've seen here. I wish I could help you, but I know not how. If it is grief, if it is loss, I'm meant to guide souls to the other side, but I, I don't know how here. Think you can I wish hear. I could help. Not a whisper, but like a faint echo from the body of the larger man. Like a rasping sound from the throat, from a torn throat. A gurgling wet. Brother! And then there's nothing. Just the pale, cold, dead flesh of a dead man. <laughs> Anything else? I guess, um... Can I go over to the body and just... Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess there's nothing. I'm, I'm all out court. of spell slots, so... Can't do nothing fun. Think maybe... 
think maybe day, a couple of days. Yeah. Dead, judging by the body. And see that it was he was obviously stood looking into the fire when it happened. There's tracks around him. You're not an expert tracker, but somebody might be able to determine stuff. Yes, Chris Drop. The brother wasn't there, right? It was just Lavash, not Aragal. Just just Lavash's body. Aragal isn't there. I know that. <laughs> That's all I know. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, if you've got spells or if you want to do skill checks, anybody, now is a great time. Um... Or if it's something they want to do. I feel like yeah. maybe some like a religion check or something. Like sure. I just, I think Shadow step. would want to be would wanting to be do some to do something for these. Mm-hmm. I think she would associate what the, the ghosts or what she thinks of the ghosts with mm-hmm. the unhappiness, the the trauma that has happened here. Mm-hmm. So and and she would take the kind of gurgling as a sign from the body that maybe something needs doing but she's so out of her depth she doesn't know mm-hmm. the customs the rituals she doesn't know how to help the souls so I think yeah sure. I, I don't know if, a if you want to make a religion check, check. Or... yeah sure I actually make it more of an insight check it's less of a religion insight. more of a trying to determine what may be trying to 19. call to you what might be trying to do 19 you get the sense that whilst these these outlines you, you're not sure if they are ghosts like actual undead spirits from everything you've seen of Barovia, this land enjoys toying with people. What happened with Rose and the body? Um, you, the, the 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 spaces in the rain might just be that sort of effect. Like something obviously bad happened here. Like there was a lot of death. Maybe places where a lot of death happens tend to coalesce this sign of malevolent energy that preys upon people um, or tries to trick people, tries to inspire misery and despair. Mm. The gurgling sound out of the throat could have been maybe the last attempts of like a, an echo of, of a spirit trying to communicate. It's the kind of thing that like the speak with dead spell, like if you had the energy left to cast mm. that, this that would be a way for you to communicate with them and things like that. But um, if we yeah. take a no, I'd say rest. that, yeah. You you get the impression that those are not ghosts, but rather the malevolent presence of Barovia right. trying to, yeah, basically make you miserable. Cool, effective. Also, Bristol doing the same thing today with the constant rain. <laughs> so that constant topical. drizzle. <laughs> um, can I turn to Jesper and Rose? Oh. Are they? I'm guessing you. Yeah, here. Irina. Yeah, Irina, Jesper, and Rose are basically stood around you. Okay. Um, Jesper, uh, what you said about Madame Ava? Oh, the spirits are communicating. Easy, Shadow. Easy. <laughs> Sorry, I was just a little bit still heated there. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was just, just getting a reading from the other side. <laughs> and that's how it came through. Um, Are they fine? Cats be cats. They're fine. Yeah. Cats be cats. Okay. Okay. Cats, be cats. <laughs> cats do be like that, though. Yeah. Mm. Um, my one's snoring upstairs, but sure. Jesper, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yes, what you said about Madam Ava... What I said 
to the Dragonborn. My life's work is to help people deal with grief and loss. If you need any counsel, any help, I am here for you. I am not the best, but maybe Rose can attest for me that I try my hardest. I think we should perhaps keep an eye on those two. Xeros in particular. A deal with Asmodeus, there will be tricks and inevitable betrayals. I don't quite understand whatever power Zeki has made a deal with. The spirit of Barovia is not something I'm familiar with, but we need to be careful. Of course. The worst part is we're all tied to the same destiny. They want Strahd, we do. Our goals still align. We must make peace with that. And we must deal with the consequences together. I know that much. We cannot escape it. Mm. Irina kind of steps forward. We need forward. to find out the, the right. full details of Xeros's deal. He's holding back. Zeki, I don't think, meant harm. But Xeros, I worry about just looking at the weapon that he has from this deal. There's, there's something else at play here. He hasn't told us everything. Irina kind of puts a hand on Jesper's arm. Um, but surely, yes, you are correct. I, I don't know much about these devils from your world and such, but if he made the deal to bring Zeki back, and Zeki's destiny is to help us destroy the devil, but Von Zarevich, does that not mean that this devil is at least trying to help us accomplish that? They... Surely, if there must be devils always have their own interests in mind they can make very attractive deals they can make it seem like they have your best interests in mind and they often do because they want to use that for their own gains do not they trust are aware it of that. as long as they are still against strad then we should still try to remain allies with them and make sure that we look out for each other even if it is difficult at times Xeros as you are stood there watching these people, Zeki next to you trembling with the book in her hands you feel that fiery heartbeat that when you were clutching the dagger making the deal, you kind of felt this pulse this like like an intense pulse of warm fire and this time you feel it coming from he who grins the sword you were given and you hear a voice do I ah next oh hang on (laughs) here comes the voice changer ah my dragon warrior I do believe I owe you some information do I not the voice kind of is this in my head 
your head, yes. So I guess I reply in my head too, rather than just standing there like, well, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You try. Um, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> uh, you think back, there is no, there is no response. You must speak if I am to hear you, my warrior. What do you need? So, Zeke, you hear anything Zero says, you hear. Uh, he has to speak yeah. out loud. Can't think these. Um, just realized my down. Um, I need nothing. It was part of our arrangement that I give you information on your enemy. I have come to deliver a piece of information. Perhaps more will come when my tasks are completed. But for now, I will make it clear to you. Strahd has made a deal with me. He intends to escape Barovia, which has a prison for him. He hopes to conquer the mortal realms, destroying life and spreading his tragic misery to all he can find. What do I need, Xeros? I don't... I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what will returning his soul do? Oh, I imagine it will, in a way, make him not mortal again, but well, having a soul makes you vulnerable to certain things, but that is not for you to concern yourself with. It will be nothing dangerous to you or your sister, I assure you. I give you one last piece of information before you must get on with the tasks I have given you. The dagger you recovered was a part of my bargain with Strahd. He intended it to deal with some of his more dangerous enemies, the ones who could stop him. Whomever it slays, it banishes their soul to Avernus, one of my realm. I don't know the exact names that were inscribed upon the blade. I know that one belonged to some powerful mad wizard, one to a celestial of all things. A vampire hunter, an ancient enemy, and to a shapeshifter. And of course, you already know, Madam Ava. Good luck, my warrior. I look forward to you completing the first of your tasks. It may be easier than you think. What was his deal? There is no more from the sword. Why would that be? Zeke is looking at Xeros, freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Xeros, you? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Asmodeus, <laughs> the deal maker. What? About what? About what? What were you saying? He owed me information about Strad, and he delivered. Okay, well, that's good, right? It's stupid of- no, I shouldn't say that. Of course it's not. He's delivering more to me than these three. And I look up the hill at Rose and Jesper and Shadow. 
little spicy. They, I un, they, I understand where they're coming from. They're they're allowed to be mad. I would be too. Do we continue with them? I don't know. Do we need to? It'll be safer for us, or for them, to not be with us. I could, I, I don't, I, I don't know what's going to happen, Zeros. I don't know, and I, like they, like Shadow said, a life has already been lost. You hear bootsteps, uh, foot, you know, footfalls as Ismark comes out of the the house that he's been rummaging through. Uh, he has like a longbow, a set a set of arrows, a few knives. Uh, looks like a small bag of rations and foodstuffs uh, as he approaches. Just uh, he's like, well, I didn't find much, but uh, it should be enough to keep us going for a few days. How are you feeling, my friend? You are well, Ziki. You look. You need to eat. We may need to make sure that you get extra rations. I, I found a little uh, more for us to carry. But you should eat more. Thank you. Get your strength back. Thank you. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I don't know how much that will help, though. But I will try. Ah. Thank you. Nothing like a good, a good bit of, good bit of food on on the road. It will put your spirits back up. I'm sure of it. And do not mind too much what what they say, Zeros. They don't. It's like you said. They can't understand. Do you? Yes. Think so. If anything were to happen to Irina, I would do anything to get her back. I would do anything. A deal with this devil, so-called, that they've said you've made a deal with? If it's not if it's not Strad, then it's fine by me. We have to look after uh, our family. We have to look after the people we love. Otherwise, what's the point in all of this? If we're so willing to give them up, to sacrifice them, then what's the point of fighting against Strahd? Why not just all live in misery? Why not all just live and be next waiting in line to die? No. No, I want to kill him and save the people I love at the same time. I want it all. I wouldn't say that around them, Ismark. <laughs> well, we need to keep things civil. We need to work together. So let's just say that I get you and I've got your back. All right, uh, come on. Let's get back with the others. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, he uh -huh. comes up. He puts like an arm around Zeke's shoulders, and he's like putting like he's found what appears to be like small, like wrapped up. Um, they're like sweet cakes, but they look like they last for a long time. They're wrapped up in like uh, cheesecloth and like wrapped with wires. He's like, come, come, eat, eat. Make sure you get some. If anything, these the Vistani and the Dusk Elves, well, they know how to make some good food. So they've still got their souls, after all. <laughs> he kind of slaps Zeke a little bit on the back and he's like, mm. come. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, you. good joke. <laughs> it's Mark. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's just like, yeah, they've oh. got their souls. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he'll start oh, making his way up to the others. He'll start making his way up to the others and joining everyone else. Uh, what about the rest of you? What about Hill Squad? What about uh, <laughs> those three as Xeros called you? <laughs> Misery Squad up here. Um, probably I'd be I'd be telling them about the the shapes in the the rain uh -huh. and the body gurgling 
and and trying to say something. <laughs> Just update them on that. If, yeah, sure. If Shadow is explaining that, is there anything that I can yes. do in terms of sort of tracking with my experience to see if I can work anything out to help her? Absolutely. Uh, I would say make a... Well, it depends on what kind of information you want to know. If you want to know, like, how many creatures were around the campfire, where they went, um, survival. If you want to find out, like, more information, if you want to try and CSI the crime scene and kind of be like, I want to know who killed him and how they did it and stuff like that, I'd say that's probably more of an investigation check. Um, and, yeah, I'm... those are my, those are what I think the two kind of options you have for, like, that sort of knowledge. I might survival it because we can kind of sure. see how people were killed. Yeah, kind sure. of looking like assassin. Yeah, I might survival it. So it's plus five. Uh, 17. 17. So um, there were probably about five people stood around the campfire, one of which was stood next to uh, the body that you have here of... Um, I can't even remember his name. Um, Luvash? Luvash. Um, there was a fellow stood next to Luvash, and they all looked like they were kind of like looking into the campfire. And then very, very quickly, judging by the tracks, judging by the chaotic nature of it, stuff went down. There was a skirmish. People ran down to the Dusk Elf houses. Uh, they went inside. People were dragged out. You can see that like several you know, men were dragged out of beds or like you know pulled out of the way, killed somebody ran off into the woods and the Vistani gave chase and they're the ones that have been killed with magic, some sort of like fire spell and frost spell. Uh, then most of the Vistani split into two groups. One was led by an individual and they headed off um, west uh, in the direction that you were leaving Valaki. So they, they continued heading west. Um the rest all used a road that circumnavigates Valaki and goes back east towards um, Castle Ravenloft and towards the village of Barovia. Those were most of the Vistani. The vast majority of them got in their wagons and made their way east, heading back towards Barovia or Castle Ravenloft or the camp where Madame Ava was killed. They seemed to be going that direction. But a small group of maybe sort of like six to ten of them headed west um, uh, from your current position. Sticking to the roads. They all stuck to the roads. They didn't appear to be going through the woods or anything like that. I relay this information yeah, to sure. the team. Yep. <laughs> yes, for I don't I... know if you would want to maybe follow where those that smaller group went since we seem to be going in the same direction. I guess that's our only good lead right now. There could be a chance we could have some help. Or we could help them in some way. They might have information on what happened here. Uh, they could I aid us. Could, I could probably speak to this Luvash. But I need to rest for quite some time to prepare the magic for that. So that right. would cost us whatever time uh, this group uh, words. I'm very confused right now. There's a lot going on. <laughs> it's already been two days, you said. Yes. 
since they were killed. Then we've already lost them and not going to catch them up. We can only hope that we find where they settled next. So, if you need the time... Unfortunately, there's not much shelter around here in the, from the rain. So... I mean, there are the little houses. There tents. are the dusk elf houses. We could use these, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's been about maybe an hour or so since you kind of arrived, like with all the sort of like talking and well, not even that, like maybe like 40 minutes or so um, since you arrived here. The only question I have is, do we wish to return for the horses and perhaps to see what happened to the old man? Father Lucian. Mm, it's difficult. As much as I'd like to see my two horses again, it's too risky for us to go back. They know what we look like. They know what we've done. Word spreads fast in a town. I think they what? will have... Definitely upped their defences. I think we were lucky to get out when we did. It might not be a good idea to return. We should press forward, but also get some rest. It's been quite an intense day or so. Hmm. All right, let's seek shelter in these dusk elf houses for now. See what the other two are doing. The disgrace dragons. Oh. oh. You see Ismark is leading them up the hill towards you. Um, seems to be carrying a bundle of bundle of gear. Um, uh, as he arrives, Ismark arose. He looks at you. Uh, I wasn't sure if you needed any more, so he throws you like a bundle of arrows that he's pulled out from some sort of um, house. Uh, like quite tight and quite nicely kept, uh, wrapped in like leather so that they don't get wet. Um, very finely made. Um, uh, he just very kind of, like, throws those to you. Yeah, well, we need to make sure uh, we keep uh, supplied as much as we can. Uh, I found some, a few bits of traveling wear, uh, some weapons, some food mainly, but a lot of these houses seem to have been ransacked, so not much left. Well, what's the plan? Rest here. We, we were... need it. Yeah. Make a new plan. Follow a trail west where some small group of Vistani may have fled. Uh, let's see. Imagine he looks at Irina. I guess the only other village west of here is... Yes, probably Kresik. Uh, Kresik is quite far, but it's on the very edge of um, Barovia. But uh, it's walled and uh, there's a there's a abbey there uh, that belonged to the... the, the Morning Lord, um, that could provide some safe haven. Um, from what I remember, the devil tends to leave it alone. It's it's quite far out of uh, the way. There's a lake there with a tower, uh, an old tower. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, there's also the Svalic Woods. Uh, it's, they can be a little dangerous. The wolves get quite aggressive out on the far regions. Um, but Kresik is safe, at least, I think. Hopefully did it's I, not like Blackie. Did I know the rough location of where the uh, the dragon uh, Argon Vostholt Argon Vostholt is? Yeah, you know, you know the vague direction. Um, so on the map you could follow it. 
Uh, you know that if you head west from here, there's a crossroads. Um, you follow the crossroads west. There'll be a trail that leads to the south and curves around. And Argen Vostholt is an old manor that's um, on the edge of the Lunar River. Um, it's on hills overlooking the river. It's kind of in the kind of direction we're heading. It's in the direction. Anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. And like like Irina and his Mark Trot, and because I know you know the map, you vaguely know where Kresik is as well. You you know Kresik. You've probably passed it, you know, on your way out of Barovia before. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, uh, there's a few houses. Uh, most of them have got a couple of beds in them, at least still, so... We could pick a few and uh, get some rest if that's really what you want to do. Um, we can set up a guard, swap out every now and then. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, just Ismark kind of like lets it, leaves it over to you guys for you guys to decide how you want to do this. Oh uh, yeah, I'll start walking back towards the houses. Sure. And uh, just have a little look around. Be awkwardly distant from the two dragons, but give a glance now <laughs> again. Uh, we're resting. I say to those two. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just sort of following at this point. Like, <laughs> I'm just sort of around because Zeke said to be around. Uh, you guys do what you want to do. I'm just sorting some stuff out at the moment, so. <laughs> I think Zeke will take a while to follow. I think she'll just stand in the rain for a bit and just watch. What's she looking like? Like, what's her kind Zeke. of body language? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking Ri, yeah. She's just, I guess she's just like clutching the book, like not really looking at anyone, sort of looking at the ground. Well, uh, there are a numerous, uh, there are a number of Dusk Elf houses for you to, for you guys to choose from. What time is it? You go on, on, on a camping uh, It's, it's just like after that. dawn, so it's it's you no. know you've got a very faint white light, uh, grayish light no, yeah. really. It's not really white, but it's kind of a grayish light. Um, so it's Sleep just after all dawn. Day and party all night. That's what you want to do, yeah. During Curse of Strahd, just travel only during the night. <laughs> oh, we've fallen into that pattern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Irina and Ismark will basically take a cabin. In, they'll take one house uh if you will um you have to enter them from the front so it's worth just noting you can't come out the back of the houses you kind of have to uh enter them from the front oh facing away uh, from the hill okay mm -hmm. yeah facing away from the hill yeah so each entrance faces away from the hill and then it's partially built and dug into it's like a little bit like a hobbit house do you know like it's kind of dug into the hill a little bit uh, and then go yeah just place probably... you guys where you guys want to go yeah i'll go with um Rose and Jesper. Rose. I, mean, I guess Rose would we go where oh, Jesper yeah. is? Are we gonna have a, a three no non, no dragonborns allowed squad uh, <laughs> in one house? No, they're allowed. <laughs> they just clearly that. don't want to talk to us right now, salty little dragons. <laughs> it's smart to avoid one person being on their own because I'd probably go with Shadow. So mm. okay, yeah, I don't think there's enough beds for three people in one place, but one of you could easily sleep on the floor with like a bedroll or something like that. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll sleep on the floor. It's like in the graveyard, after all. Alright. Okay. <laughs> cool. So they're in the southernmost one. Is Mark and, and Irina. In like uh, the southwest yeah, so house, and we're in southeast. 
6 p.m. and then you've got 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. basically where your your houses are uh, on a clock. Okay. And you guys are going to take a long rest? Please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're not doing rotations. We're in three houses. <laughs> Let's go. I can. Well, I don't need to well, sleep. I, think I should that... probably be busy and around. Being awake. Yeah. Ismark around, is definitely yeah. going to basically take a couple of hours of watch at least. Um, okay. And I think that he, I, Rose and yeah. Ismark have done this before, where I think that, yeah, you guys will probably do that, right? Yeah, like, take, you take I'll two take hours, you take two hours. Um, so that gives you at least two, you know, like half of your rest covered. Um, you guys, when you guys take long rest, by the way, you can basically have two hours of watch for free. Like, you can spend two hours of that eight hours being on watch. So, like, Xeros could take two hours, or Zeke, you know, Zeke's awake the whole time anyway, so... For some reason, Zeke doesn't seem to be sleeping. Although none of you except Zeros oh. would know that. Um, nope. Well, I assume she just sleeps the same time as me. <laughs> you do. Yeah, okay. All right. Sure. So, uh, Zeke, you're in with Zeros, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the three of you in in the house, and then Irina and Ismark. Okay. So, Rose is going to take a watch. Ismark is going to take a watch. Zeke is awake the whole time. Anybody else? Um, yeah, I'll take two well, hours. Yeah. Yeah, if I can yep. take two hours, I'll uh, yeah, okay. Out. So, yeah, and you can basically just kind of like be outside your house and everything else. So, who wants to take it in what order? Um, does anyone want to take first watch? You got four sure. four periods: first, second, yes. third, and fourth. So, Jesper takes first. Who takes second? I'll take that. I'll take second. Rose, Rose takes second. You, I'm Ziki. I'm assuming you are awake for everything. So, whatever happens, yeah. you'll be awake at the same time. Uh, yeah. Third watch. Yo. Sure. Oh yeah, Shadow. Shadow. I'll take last watch. Maybe people will be <laughs> right. more cheery after a little sleep. <laughs> all right. Perfect. <laughs> so, Hi. you guys all bed down as the soft rain drums against the clay tiles of the dusk elves' homes. The wind rattles wooden shutters. You can't help but feel the presence of sleeping in a bed that a few days ago was occupied by somebody else, that a living being called this home once, and now nobody will call it home ever again. So you sleep in it. There's a silence, a soft quiet that permeates through except the pitter-patter of the falling rain. Ah, Shadow, I believe you were taking the third watch, yes? Mm-mm. Am I correct? Yes, that was me. Then I would like Shadow and Ziki to make perception checks. Perception? Okay. Oh! This girl got a plus six, y'all. Nice. 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, 20, 23. Oh, wait, no. Uh, no, I got that wrong. It's 17. You hear... Uh, those of you who have got... So we got a 17. What was your total, actually, Ziki? Uh, yeah, 17. 17 total, and then Shadow got, like, 20-something crazy. The both of you, both of you hear footsteps approaching from the trail that you took to reach this hill. You hear the mixed armoured boots of guards. You hear what sounds like flapping wings and the clockwork cogs of soldiers of the lackey. You hear one guard call out, uh, 
We must... Uh, we should check the buildings. See if they're here or not. The, the hound couldn't find any of their tracks, but... Miss Lady Wachter says that they have magic, so we should check, just to be sure. Alright. Should we send the devil to... Uh, fly around? You hear a kind of screeching. I don't know what that thing is saying, but I think it's just going to do what it wants. But let's just get this over with quickly, as you can hear this muted voice coming from uh, where you entered the area. What do you, the two of you do? Is that Abyssal or Infernal? Uh, it would have been Infernal. Oops, chose the wrong language for this land. Um, <laughs> can I quietly wake Rose and Jesper? You um, can, yeah. Uh, as you kind of move them, yeah, some of these guys start moving around. I'm afraid we have visitors, and I think they have a little flappy thing with them. Ah, we need to go. Where are they approaching from? The Valaki? The, yes, that place, the entrance, the same Let road. Let me exit to the by. south. Mm. Hopefully, we can rouse the others. I'm going to go to Ismark and Irina. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you quietly open the door, uh, Jesper, and the three of you can now hear, yeah, these uh, soft voices. They're whispering, but it's being carried. Even The rain is kind of dumbing the sound a little bit. Uh, deadening the sound a little bit, but you can still hear sort of you'll check this building, I'll check this one kind of echoing across the hills um, do you look towards where you can hear the voices or are you just moving, trying to sneak to the to the other I think box? I'll try and yeah, definitely try and keep them keep aware of where they are at least Okay. you glance over in that direction and it's hard to see everything because the hill between you and them blocks most of your sight but you see flapping in the air flying above the campfire that has now long gone out over the last few hours um, you can see one of those devil like creatures that when you first rescued Irina were trying to kill Ismark and her father these little spined devils flapping wings like uh, fiendish looking birds uh, and it's circling it's like flying around, looking down at the hill. Ah, I'm going to pick up speed then. And you want to try and that. stealth across to Irina? Yeah. That is a stealth check, my friend. Thirteen. Okay, this thing is actively searching, so I will have it make a roll. Thirteen plus two. <laughs> So as you so so you would go out and then you'd be stealthing so you go about half speed so 5 10 15 and then would you dash across would you basically be trying to like get across them as quickly as possible Yeah that'd be the point where I saw it I've actually got 40 foot of movement Oh okay so you get an extra mm -hmm. uh, so you get 20 and then another 20 so you go 40 so 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 40 yeah so you're you're nearly towards the house when you just hear a ah, see them this house and that is where we are going to roll initiative damn it uh, i'm guessing uh, probably so you keep up, right? 
Uh, yes, I'm assuming so because she did. She did hear these guys coming. So the only people who are not awake yet are Ismark and Irina. Uh, oh my God, nine! That's the highest initiative I've rolled so far. <laughs> set both of their initiatives to one. Uh, right, Zeros, total initiative. Nine. Nine. Okay. Rose? Ten. And Shadow? Twelve. Yes. Ten. Wow. Speedy <laughs> boy. Miki? Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Hey. Well, Ziki, you are the first to go. You can see. Nobody yeah, has like, self do they? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, sadly not. You did not complete a long rest. Uh, this happened about five hours in. We're kind of white. All those guards from Velaki came looking for the people that fled. Uh, and this was a place en route from Velaki. So they have checked it. Cool. I can't remember I what spells I use. <laughs> All, all my spell uh, slots are out, so that was easy, but I can't remember how many hit points. I was down to like 20 something. Put it, put yourself to 25. Maybe? Let's literally call it in the middle. Five? 25. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's nice and in the middle. Um, uh, so I'll fill up my spell slots. Yes, no, sadly. No, no long rest was completed. You do technically get the benefits of a yeah. short rest. So if you want to, if you get anything back on a short rest. If you want to spend hit dice, you may. Uh, okay. Oh, I get my channel divinity back, but there's no one dead, is there? Yeah, I know. Maybe. Because hmm. your channel, it only works against undead, doesn't it? Because you're base cleric. I think you have to have special yeah. channel divinities for fiends. Yeah. I will okay. probably roll some hit dice, though. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you guys can take a short, like, yeah, it's you guys completed, like, five hours of rest, basically, so... So yeah, I've healed up a bit, so it's not too bad. Uh, D8. It's not bad for you. Wish. You're not a spellcaster out of spell slots like poor Shadow is. Yeah, that's Woo! true. <laughs> I'm basically, I'm, I'm, I'm Zeros, and uh, I'm fully healed. Zeros. That's all I need. Um, uh, screw it. I'm gonna roll one more. Let's do it. Why are we? I've rolled exactly the same. Let's hope you get a long rest in at some point today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so Ziki had a rest. Okay. She did? Yeah. And then I okay. woke her up. Um, so, Ziki, what do you yeah. do? <laughs> you hear um, these figures approaching, and they are moving clockwise, so they're going to get to you and Xeros first if they continue. Okay. Um, um, but I you hear this kind of screech like, I see them! I see them! South! South! Um, I'll say to Zeros, I think I think we're in trouble, Zeros. I don't. I, I think they're, they're coming. Um, I'll cast um, bless at level one on myself and Zeros. Okay, so you guys both have bless. Channel uh, fragments of Lyra's power. So that's one d four, right? To yeah, pretty much any saving throws, and attack rolls. Yes, wonderful. Um, do you want to move? Any oh, bonus cool. actions? Uh, let's see. Um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. Mm. Uh, I think I'll stay in the house. I think I'll wait on Xeros and see what Xeros does. Okay. And then... Sure. Yeah. Can you do like a, a held movement action? No. 
Um, you can't. So basically, Zeke is just in the back of the house waiting to see what you do. Uh, hmm. Five, if I run, she stays there. <laughs> Uh, yes, but you're the yeah, only one who can see this figure. But coming over the hill, you see this is this is no this is no human. This is no man. This is a devil. Uh, standing about eight feet tall, purple skin, a tail, uh, with these long tendrils that come out like a beard and end in these jagged barbs. Uh, you can see a figure with a, a long glaive ragged, infernal-looking armor just comes charging over the hill. For the for the Burgomaster! As it comes barreling over. Ending its turn. You then hear the, the clank of clockwork gears uh, as uh, some clockwork soldiers do the same thing. 15, 20, 25, 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, they're all dashing over the hill. Five, ten, fifteen. Dashing over the dashing hill. Through the snow. Uh, you see two <laughs> clockwork soldiers also charging uh, towards you. Um, and then the spined devil uh, shall go next. Twenty. Uh, and then, very much like before, the creature will attempt to fling its tail spines at you. But doing so from a long range is at disadvantage. Flings uh, them out towards you and it misses. You see this uh, a, 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 a tailspine buds into the ground. It does get two attacks actually, uh, with disadvantage still. So there it is. There it's happening again. Thirteen. It's happening. Thirteen. I'm guessing misses. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. So. Uh, these two tailspines just embed into the grass, the wet, rain-slicked grass in front of you, as it's just pointing down at you, like, ah, ah, kill, kill. Shadow, be on the veil. Um, I guess, so where's the um, flappy one? Wh- which one's which one's the flying one? Uh, the one? flappy one is this one here. Okay. Uh, it is currently um... flying over the campfire for podcast listeners. So at the very top of the hill, it's flying over the campfire. Uh, I guess I'll turn to Rose and say... Um, you can't see it in the building, by the way. There's no windows that look out onto the hill inside the, the building. I heard it, though. I heard that... There you can hear a, it, yeah. You can hear my, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it's within range, but if it is, shoot the thing in the air, um, and maybe we can blind it. And then can I ready an action to when Rose moves in... You will need to uh, move out of the house to be able to see this thing. Right now, you cannot see anything outside this house. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not attacking. I want to ready an right. action that I'm going to... Uh, when Rose moves to shoot this creature, to sight and shoot this creature, I want to cast light on the arrow she's going to shoot it with and oh, okay. the idea of maybe blinding it um, so mm-hmm. it can't sure. report like, aerial surveillance. Um, Got you. And then... Okay. Can I run as well? Like when that happens, like so. You can't run action. as well. You ready an oh, action to cast up. light? That's it. No, you, you literally you are readying your action, and that action is to cast light. Okay. So if you want to move, you got to move now. I got to move now. Okay. Um, can I mm-hmm. move to yeah. just outside the door then? 
Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm not blocking Rose, but I'm just outside the door and I'll be waiting. Uh, the door the is way. this way. Yeah. yeah. Your door is the other way, so I'll go the other it way. Faces south, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, as uh, Shadow moves outside, you hear the huffing and puffing of two very normal guards, <laughs> two very human guards. <laughs> 30, 5, 10, 30, Man, they fell into the wrong crowd. <laughs> 30, 30. I blame their burger. Uh, as they basically spend their turn running up. Rose, uh, your turn. You see Shadow dart outside. You can hear the sound of boots and uh, okay. clanking metal. Boots and cats. Um, boots cats and cats. Somewhere. I will uh, move out the door. Other way. So it's like five. You have to go like, <laughs> it's like ten feet to get outside. It's to the south. The oh. Faces away oh. from the hill. Sorry. Um, About ten feet of your movement. So I will move here... So that's about 10, so that's like 15. Can I take two shots at thingy? I've got 150 foot range. Then you are still within short range. Yeah, that's what I was just measuring. Yep, so you can fire twice at the the flying devil. Um, The rain doesn't really affect you too much. It's quite a light rain. Um, And yeah, as you pull back the arrow shadow, you conjure a a source of light on the tip first of all um, put Slayer's Prey on it and then I will shoot it. What's the range of Slayer's Prey? Uh, Within 60 feet, so I can't. Yeah, it's currently Um, 120 feet away. uh, 16 plus 9 to hit. Uh, 2 plus 9. No. Uh, The 16 plus 9 will definitely hit. The the 2 plus 9 comes pretty damn close though. Uh, it nearly, nearly pierces one of its wings as it scorches, as it flies past. Um, the first one hits it. Light isn't. <sighs> Just figure that like it's a ten foot. Eight. You touch an object that's until the spell ends. The object sheds bright light in a twenty foot radius, and dim light for an additional twenty feet. Um, it's kind of like a torch level of blight. I'll make a roll for it, but it's probably not going to fully blind it. It'll probably make give it some disadvantage, but um, it won't blind blind it. Uh, yeah. What's the total on the damage uh, there, Katie? Eight. Eight points. Uh, just to check as well. Uh, you These are not silver arrowed, are, are they? So... No. The arrow strikes the creature, and you see it kind of scrabble at the light as it does so. I will make a let's make a deck saving throw for it. How about that? Um, so it manages to like throw it like tiny claws up in front of its eyes as this bright light strikes it in the chest, um, and then it snatches the arrow free and throws it to the ground so it lands uh, on the you know below it. But it, it's kind of like blinking. But you can see the the arrow wound doesn't isn't as deep as you would have expected it to be. Um, from a from your mundane arrow, um, and then the second one, yeah, just narrowly misses the creature as it flies past. Uh, Jasper, uh, I'm going to continue to move towards the house. So okay. five, ten, fifteen. Going to bash on the door, saying, Alina, "Yeah, it's Mark. We need to go." Yeah, you um, you the door flies open, and you can see Ismark uh, is 
pretty much ready to go. He has um, he doesn't have his scale armor on, but he has like leather armor that he must have slept in. Uh, he's got like his bags mm. and stuff packed. But you can see Irina is still like buckling her armor on, um, and he's just like, "Come on, there's no time. Leave it. Um, you have to leave it. We have to go." Uh, and she's like, and she's like trying to carry it and stuff like that. They were awake, but they just hadn't managed to have like they hadn't been awoken before the attack happened. So uh, they are in the process of ready to leave. Okay. Um, if that's the case, then I'll use the rest of my movement. Five, ten, fifteen. So that's thirty, I think, where I am now. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Then I'll start just dashing. at the base of the hill. Five, just running ten, into the woods, 15, basically. 15. So directly south is thick no, woods. No, going that way. Ah, I'm going to okay. ensure the dragons are coming with us, too. Okay, nice. Uh, speaking of the dragons, Xeros Mistan. Um, yeah, I'm struggling to think what to do, because if it, it's difficult. I want to move, but also I don't want to leave Zeki on her own if they're this close. So, like, it, it's almost like a... I, I almost. I, I'm basically asking: Is if, if I can do like a held move action? If she moves, I just follow her. You could you could hold your action to dash for her. The other thing I'd say is you could just pick Zeki up and carry her because it'd be effectively an uncontested grapple, and then you're like shoulder carrying her. Like, come on, kick the door open, and then you run out. Oh, if she was stronger, we could take it in turns. I could carry her, then dash, and then on her turn, <laughs> pick me up. And well, remember, you move at half speed. If you're grappling a creature, you move at half speed. Joint combat. Oh, so what you're saying is it's pointless. <laughs> well, um, it's in cases like this where you're going after her, you could you could carry her outside um, and then ready yourself. Or you could just hold your turn and take the dash action when she does, when she moves. But you're only going 30 uh, no, feet. Cool. I mean... And I, they they know where we we are, then, right? I mean, they certainly are charging towards the person that they've spied, which is Jesper. Yeah, but I mean, um, okay, I'll go through the door of my one. I guess I can see Jesper, Shadow, and uh, Rose across the bottom okay. of the hill. I can yeah, see it's not them. nighttime, so you can see you guys can see each other. Mm, I'll kind of just nod towards Jesper and then like point towards the woods uh, and that's yeah just as much of a direction as I can give like while they can't see us as such oh actually do I want them to see us no it's alright I just do that um. I do that <laughs> so what is what are you doing sorry just to remind me because you talked a lot just uh, letting, know, letting Jesper know that I'm here and that I am going to be following and then okay. but you're waiting them towards the woods. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Xeros uh, and <laughs> Yes, you can see... 5, 10, 15, 20, <laughs> 25, 30, 30, 30, It was mainly the inability to move. It's kind of... Like, yeah, it, just leaving Zeke there. That's, that's five, weird. 10, yeah. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. A shadowy-looking creature uh, looks almost like a large dog. Uh, dashes down the hill and then it darts into uh, behind one of the, the buildings the one closest to Xeros uh, and then just seems to fade away as it curls up into the shadows being cast by the the building uh, hitting from where the sun is rising uh, and it seems to vanish 
uh, Irina and Ismark both pull themselves out, uh, and they are basically going to spend their movement dashing over to where everyone else is. They can basically get over to uh, everyone else, uh, and they just they're just looking around like, "What are we doing? Are we running? Are we fighting?" Uh, as we go back up to Ziki Mistan. Um, I will follow Zeros out of the house. 5, 10, okay. 15, 20, 25, 30. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll go that way, heading towards the woods. Um, okay. I might do a little dash. 10, 15, sure. 20, 25, 30 and go there. Sure. Okay. So you basically just run off into the thick woodlands. It doesn't take you long before gnarled trees slowly begin encompassing around you. Um, there is no trail. You're just kind of running past brushland as you journey into the wooded tree area. Uh, the devil creature, uh, the bearded devil, uh, darts forward, uh, seeking uh, to fight someone, basically. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 5, 10, 15. And basically emerges um, so, so kind of next to Jesper's shadow is Mark brandishing this glaive uh, and in a deep rumbling voice you just hear like ah, we have you now followed by the clockwork mm. uh, thumping of animated clockwork legs 5, 10, 15, 20 25, 30 they also Oh, damn, all of them have caught up then. <laughs> 30, 30, 30. Yeah, they are. Oop. They're just dashing. They use their whole turn to dash, um, but that is pretty much what they do. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, this, the flying devil, will actually start descending and it will dash. 20. As it takes cover behind one of the, the dusk health uh, houses just on the like clip of its roof, it dive bombs down out of the reach of Rose's arrows. Um, Shadow Beyond the Veil. Uh, a very angry looking mm. devil man with a beard. A beard made of iron barbs. Was I first in the initiative? I thought Ismark. Uh, no. Uh, no, no. You are, well, you are like, possible. you are not first in the initiative, my dude. You are quite no, like okay. midway down. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I, th- I thought we, we were back up. Um, no, no. Yeah, we are. We've so just I've gone got... through everyone because they were just dashing, so they haven't really done a thing. I can't decide whether or not to disengage and run off into the night, or um, what's your call? Start f- or start fighting. Um, I'm gonna. Can I? Can I disengage? Yes. And um, can I use my feline agility? So when I move in my turn in combat, you can double your speed until the end of your turn. Um, oh. so I can move thirty feet. So if I disengage, uh, how many were these squares were the usual five, five or? Yeah, five, five feet. Ten, you can ten. easily get into the woods with your feeling. Yeah, yeah. so five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty. I'm off the map. I'm, I'm somewhere. I don't yeah. know where I've gone. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll work out the exact distance. But yeah, I'm just going to disengage and move sixty away. And you just basically run. Five, ten, these guys. Fifteen, are twenty. Same thing. Twenty-five. Five. Uh, 60, 
35, 40. Two human <laughs> guards uh, dressed in kind of armor, like, <gasps> and they're charging, like, we found them! We found them! Get them! Where's the, where's the dog? Where's the hound? Uh, they're calling out. Rose, your turn. Two human guards basically come barreling down to join the rest of their forces uh, outside the house that you were staying in. So... I'm just as a as a note. I'm I'm particularly familiar with the forest. It is my favorite terrain. Terrain. If that yeah, perfect. If that makes differences, so I think yeah, we can. Well, you tell me what does it do? Well. What does what does favorite terrain do? Um, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It's one of those abilities that I don't know very well. It's just uh, I've just scrolled right past it. So, a favored terrain trait. Your proficiency bonus is double-bold for proficient skills when you make an intelligence or wisdom check related to it while traveling in your chosen terrain. Difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't become lost except by magical means. You remain alert to danger even when you're engaged in other activity. You can move stealthily at a normal pace while alone. So, that's not right now. You find twice as much food. Um... Okay, yeah. While foraging and while tracking creatures and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm cool. adept at traveling and surviving, but yeah, it, okay. it affects... So the main, the um, key things there is the travel. fact that difficult terrain doesn't slow you down and you can't get lost. So as long as you're together as a group, yeah, you're not going to get lost traveling through these woods and stuff. Cool. All right. Well, what's your, what do you want to do on your turn? You want to run for it? Um, run? I'm probably going to five... Uh, God, I'm not scrolled. Yes, but you're after this. Yeah, it's fine. Once you get to the the edges here, yeah, yeah. Once you're here, you're in the woods, basically. But I think I will take a couple of shots. Mm -hmm. So you only move uh, a little ways in, turn around. Sure. Probably at the big, scary-looking dude. Um, The devil. I will. Slayers pray and take a couple of shots. Sure. Uh, Jesper and Zeros, you're after this, so just get your turns queued up. Cool. 14. 14 hits? Yep, 14 hits. You are you are very accurate uh, with your bow. Uh, 13. not particularly well armoured. Yeah, they both hit. Okay, good. Yeah, both hit. Okay, good. So, uh... Ooh. Oh, no, just as it happens. So she's, no, she's on roll 20. There we go. That's all right. It's back. back. It paused. Um, so, seven, eight, nine, ten, 11 damage on the first arrow. Okay, very much similar to last time. Uh-huh. The arrow does not quite uh, cause as much damage as you would have. Five damage Second on one. the next arrow, and then Slayer's Prey, which is five. Get, yeah, that's the Damage. Yes. So this, these two arrows thud into the creature, and you see it kind of just grunts, snaps them off, brushes them to the side, uh, and the the holes, the the Icarus wounds left are not as quite as deep as you would hope. Um, but yeah, you take your two shots. Uh, anything else? Otherwise, I think it's Jesper. Nope, I just disappear into the woods. Okay, Jesper, your crew is making oh, a, a run for the woods. Zeki, Shadow, and uh, Rose have already made it in. What do you do? You currently have a bearded devil, a clockwork soldier, and two guards, well, two clockwork soldiers and two human guards basically surrounding you at this point. Disengage and run. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. 
Nice. Okay. So you just run in. You easily get into the woods and very much like shadow, you disappear further ahead. Um, cool. Zeros. Uh, all right. I'm going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 down here. I'm guessing this is not quite the woods, but um, uh, where's the key? Also... the woods. Right. I mean, I could make it there, but I also want to kind of split their party a bit. So I'm going to shoot a scorching ray at them with my uh, with my with my sword. He who grins also shoots, which is kind of cool. It does um, well. A scorching ray so is actually that... three beams. You choose. I believe it's you cast it if you check the spell. Uh, yeah, I, I may you make a ranged the attack. human, uh, the human, and the two little clockwork boys, and just get their attention. Like, hey, over here, hey. Hey. Cool. Do you have a um, uh, do you have a spell attack bonus on uh, that? It says I, I have plus three. Um, that makes sense. So I think, you're not. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So I cast the charge. Oh, okay. I guess that's the first one. That's that's the human. Um, uh, so six points of fire damage. Is this? You hold the sword aloft. You have to hold it up, and from that gap in between the two blades, you just watch as this spiraling storm of fire shoots out like a beam. Uh, and it catches the manager, lights like the fur, like the fur mantle around his neck goes up in flames. His gambus is on the fire. Ah, oh my god! He begins like flailing around um, as he is set on fire. Uh, well, here I go, killing again. Uh, the clockwork boy. That's a nine. Uh, uh, this one, uh, it kind work. of unnaturally dodges to the side. Uh, oh, and then the yeah, the other clockwork. Boy, that's a uh, 15, 18 to hit. 18 seven hits. Seven points of fire damage. Uh, so the same thing, kind of a, there's no screaming, but parts of its body seem to kind of be superheated, glowing hot embers. Parts of it begin dripping and melting like copper, melted copper, um, as it just hits the, the, the wet grass with a sizzle. But it turns, and yeah, it seems to awkwardly move towards you, uh, sensing an immediate ow, ow. What the fuck? Ow. There's definitely I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, owie. My bones. Right. Are you done? Oh, no. That's me. That's me. I am hmm. done. Hmm. Oh, it's just that. Anyway, I could have gone. Were you thinking about the dog? Thinking about so let's go, again. It actually can get you. So appearing, no! it's seemingly out of the nowhere. It like a creature that was invisible that becomes visible. A giant hound made of blackness appears and tries to strike you, Zeros. Uh, oh, it will uh, make a bite attack with advantage. I uh, knew it would get me. Hit. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be 10 points of piercing damage. And can you make a strength saving throw, please? Oh, strength save. My favorite. Oh, God, really? 12 with a you plus are 9. Knocked, you are knocked prone, Zeros, as this thing <laughs> bears you to the ground and is biting Jeez. into your neck as its paws are placed upon your back. As you watch all of your allies running into the woods. Um... <laughs> all of your ally... <laughs> Except one. Uh, you see, Irina will Bro. do what the others are doing. She will. She's not even. Doesn't even need to disengage. She just runs into the woods, um, following Rose and Shadow and everything else. 
but I'll tell you who doesn't fucking run. Seeing his bro on the ground, Ismark the Lesser will disengage. Yeah! In fact, no, he's not going to disengage. He's going to fucking take an attack of opportunity because he's a boy. Oh, um, he's going to get himself killed. I love it. Yep, he really will. Uh, the, the bearded devil pact. swings at him, misses uh, as uh, Ismark 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, uh, uh, 30. Ismark, the lesser, to the rescue. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He has to dash, but he's just like... <laughs> as he just comes barreling over. Zenzeros! As he's like bringing his like sword and his axe out. Brother! As he's just, Brother! As he charges towards you. <laughs> Um, and awesome. we can squeeze one more combat round in before we have to finish tonight uh, Ziki okay. what are you doing uh, do you want to keep running um, you can you turn around you can see Xeros like being born to the ground by this creature I'm going to move 5, 10, 15, 20 up here and I'm going to cast a uh, guiding bolt at level 2 on the uh, on the creature okay go for it so that is a ranged spell attack here we go. That's a 20. That is going to hit. Woo! And then it's 4d... 5d6. Radiant Damagio. Damn. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba. 19 nice. damage. A good 19 nice. damage. You summon a radiant sphere of energy that streaks through the air and as, that, as it hits the shadow the the hound you can see parts of its body that were kind of almost emanating this dark mist begin to sizzle and burn it howls this terrifying deep uh blood curdling cry as it strikes it and you can see it like turning its head trying to get away from the light that's now surrounding its body um it seems to be an intense uh, discomfort as you do so um anything else on your turn um, um, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the bearded devil will turn to the two clockwork soldiers and the guards. Deal with that one. I shall give pursuit after the archer. Uh, as it begins to barrel towards Rose in the woods. Uh, Don't like it. And yeah, he comes barreling into the woods, me? Rose, with a glaive risen. Yeah, yeah, he's pointing towards you. Um... Now you are in, yeah, I'm going to give you some cover bonus, Rose, as you have trees and foliage to kind of dart and hide behind, but it is going to try and attack you once with its long glaive and then once with the iron barbs of its beard. Uh, so, does a, I'm assuming a 23 will hit you, Rose. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, that is going to be four points of slashing damage. Um, then I need you to make a constitution saving throw as this glaive cuts into your flesh the wounds you you notice that the blade is serrated and unnaturally sharp 12 just enough you manage to kind of quickly pull your arm away before the, the cut goes any deeper um, but yeah you, you can tell that this would have left a very grievous wound on your body had it hit uh, but as it does so it's, it's barbed beard uh, spikes out towards you trying to strike you but a 7 to hit you managed to leap to the side see roll 20 is just giving me normal rolls today uh, as uh, you managed to leap to the side as the spark yeah exactly it is an attack beard I and that's one. its whole turn uh, the two clockwork soldiers they have to dash but they will surround Ismark oh no uh, Ismark the greater 
Well, you can it's call him that. Bro. He, that's just his nickname in Barovia. You can call him what you want. In fact, actually, the, the spined devil, the flying devil, is going to start flying back towards the road from where it came. Uh, you see it just like Poop. beginning to fly away. Oh. Uh, Shadow Beyond the Veil. To get more. Um, so I guess seeing Rose getting uh, nipped. Yeah, how far into the woods did you go, by the way? Did you work that out? I'm, I'm, I worked that out. That's the full uh, 60, because I disengaged and then I so did my feel and agility. Woods, basically. So, hmm? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't I've measured with a little. I think you were about like twenty feet into the woods. Um, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I've measured with this little ruler thing that I've just discovered. Holy crap! That's cool. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah. Just we'll just say that right now you are like a good 50, 40, 50 feet away from Rose and the dark. Okay. The devil. I would like to now cast we're into a bit of flame. Sure. I will cast Sacred Flame save? on him. Could you make a dex save of 14, please? Oh, well, guess what? He does also goes. have advantage as magic spells seem to be less effective against him. And that is a natural 20. Rolled a nat, uh, nat 20. I did. I rolled a nat 20. Uh, so he <laughs> throws, the, the creature throws itself to the side as the, the divine fire strikes into the tree. Um, not igniting it, but enough to cause it to kind of leap back. Uh, anything else on your turn, uh, Shadow? Would you like so to move got... deeper into the woods? Um, I just want to let me quickly check the range on something else because I forgot to. No, I can't carry on. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay while Rose is being crunched. And 30. Dashing, the two guards attempt to surround Xeros, who is now on the ground. Uh, oh, they try and surround the two bros. Uh, but that's their turn. Two they dash bros. Rose. Two bros killing all the guards. Yeah, <laughs> you currently have a angry beard devil rose in front of you. I do. I will take out my short sword, and do I get multi attack with that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get attack. You get to make two attacks anytime you take the attack action. Thrust. Pull a swipe piece. Sure. Um. Not as good with the, that's not as good without the bow uh, the 12 he deflects it with his glaive sending it to the side uh, it's happened again so. it has happened again hey at least with the bow you were hitting even with low rolls uh, but yeah sadly switching to the blade you're not quite as skilled um, and he manages to deflect these uh, parry, parries the blows to the side as you do so uh, any movement I can't move the blade? because he's next to me you will get an attack opportunity yes Study I can. Okay. Uh, Jesper. Uh, seeing Rose struggle, he will rush back. dart towards. Yeah, this. you've got 40 feet of movement. Yep. Uh, I'll say, we need to disengage and run. Lose him in the woods. Run now. I'll hold him off. And uh, I'll do a, an attack. I'm going to use Bardic okay. Inspiration because what I just said was awesome to myself. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Sure. You can give yourself bardic inspiration as a I bonus action. So great. Do you have Man, extra attack good. as a bard, or do you just make one? I have a second attack for, uh, as part of my. Oh, because of your sword, your college. College. Sure. Um, so right, I will do the first attack. I'm also going to use the the flourish. 
with the Bardic Inspiration of Defense. Give me an AC of an extra D6. So, anyway. Okay. First attack. You remember all of that. 20. That's a hit. I'll do damage now. And that is how the game works, yes? Here we yeah. go. <laughs> oh. I didn't do Here that. we go. Roll. Yeah, that, it rolled a d20 for that drop, so... Yeah, I know. I clicked the... Weird. That's 10 damage. Okay, so very much like Rose's arrows, um, your strike does not seem to have the same force through this creature's flesh as you would through a, a creature made of flesh and bone. I also get a d6 on top of that, which I assume will be half as well. So that's two extra. Another two points, yeah. So you kind of cut through its its body. Yeah, sadly, it uh, does not quite have and the impact. 22 for the dagger. That's also a hit, yep. And so that's seven on the base damage, and then an extra little Three. flourish of two. Do uh, you get the flourish to both attacks or just to one? I'll double check, Mark Humes. Double okay. check. I'll take it. I'll take it for now, but just double check that for the future. I'll take you an extra two one damage use of now. Spend inspiration and do extra damage equal to the number you roll on the die. Okay, so you have to spend extra Bardic Inspiration to do it. So you, if you do it on the first attack, that's one use of it. And then if you do it on the second attack, that's another use of it. Okay. Sure. So do you want to do that? I'm gonna, I'll just just do the first one and just reserve first my second. Um, and then you also get you get a five to your AC as well because you yes. roll five on the D6. Okay. Yes. So my armor class Pretty is good. 20 right now. Okay. Is that you done? That's me done, Mark. Zeros. You are prone I... surrounded. Okay, so I can still attack. I just need to stand up. Yeah, use half your movement to stand up. So 15 feet of your movement to stand up. And then you Perfect. have a lot of enemies around you. You know when you said we can squeeze in one more round? You're about to regret that. I want to multi-attack the dog. Uh, and right. everyone that hit, yeah. I want that to be a sweeping attack. He's got, yeah, I've got advantage gonna... from thing. Advantage. You have yeah. advantage on the first attack from the guiding ball. On the first one, and then, and then I want to add surge and do it again. Superior. <laughs> yeah, well, don't forget you have to spend superiority die for every sweeping attack you do. So, it's fine, right? Let's see if you hit. <laughs> he's got less. He's surprisingly. He does also have less. He does also have confident. He does do a lot of damage. So I need to do what one d twenty plus one d four. So d twenty with advantage. So sixteen plus ten. That hits. Um, right. Yep. Don't forget your bless. Oh wait! Can I, mean, I bonus action my hit. sword as well? You've already rolled the dice, Thomas. You can you can bonus I action. Did. No, you can move between actions. You can't take a bonus action. Can I bonus? Well, hang on. Actually, do I need to use a bonus action to use um, thingy action search? No. No. Uh, I'll no, I bonus so. action between that then. Okay, sure. All right. So this first one yeah. is just a normal hit. It's not flaming currently. Uh, so, so normal damage. Two D6. So give me your damage. Two D six plus seven. That is twelve damage to that one. And a D eight, which is five okay, so, to. Yep. Uh, to human number one. Yes. 
Um, now, does that do that to the first guy as well? Sweeping attack? No. Okay, second attack, which doesn't have advantage. Did you roll the D8 for the that first hit. guy? Did you roll the D8 for the first guy? Yeah, that was, was five, that five points of damage. Okay, you didn't tell me that, I don't think. I think you just rolled it. Uh, that no, guy dies, because did I didn't hear him, because I was listening to other stuff, I guess. I, I, I got lost in, in the explanation of the sweeping attack. So the sweeping <laughs> attack kills the first guard. You cut through the, the creature. Um, the cut isn't as effective, kind of similar to the devil. It seems to absorb some of the blow. But then on you bring the sword back, and the second backhanded strike just impales the, the human guard, who clutches his stomach and then falls to the ground, cold, dead. Oh, Holy shit, okay. Well, I'm going to keep doing that Second until attack. the next guard die. Uh, the next one was nine, uh, 29 uh, mm-hmm. to hit the devil dude. So 2d6 again, plus 7. That's you hit, you're 10 hitting the dog, damage. yeah. This is 10 damage to the dog. Okay, so uh, same thing. It another. absorbs some of the blow. It looks very weak, but... Uh, and, and then 4, four to, to the other guard. Human guard. Uh, you cut quite a severe blow across his arm. Oh! Now I bonus action... <laughs> To light my sword. Yep. Action surge so you and do speak, that all over again. You speak deep infernal command word as the sword roars into life. Um, <laughs> flame erupts Which down the blades. Deals, deals 2d6 damage. Yeah. Well, 2d6 of its fire. Roll it separately because okay, damage yeah. resistance is a thing. Uh, oh, oh, 24 on the dog. No, not 24, 14. I was going to say, 14 still hits. But yeah. Oh, does it? It did raise my eyebrow. Okay. Yep. Uh, so that's 13 regular damage. Yeah. And then 6 fire damage. With a flaming stab, you pierce through the dog's skull as it just burns Ooh. into cinders, evaporating away. Pull it free. Damn. The, the shadow mastiff is dead. Um, Holy shit. 8 damage to guys, the other it- human. Maybe a deal uh, with the devil is kind of worth it. You stab backwards with the sword and you just impale through the guy's jaw up into his skull. Pull it free uh, as he falls to the ground dead. You have been marking off superiority die for all of these because I think you only have one left now. I only have one left. Uh, You also have no targets in range, but you can move and make an attack. I've only got 15, so I can't really get into range. Who is the most uh, healthy uh, clockwork dude? The one I didn't shoot. Yeah, the one north of Ismark is the one that is the most injured. Sure, I'll do another attack on this dude as well. Okay. I guess, can I do a multi-attack, like a movement between the multi-attack? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's an actual thing you can do in the rules. Oh. 13. 13 does not hit. It's agile enough to slip duck down beneath the blade. Um, Almost. But you see Ismark just oh, wait, grinning as he watches plus you four. slaughter a bunch of guys. Total? What about, what about 16? Less. Yeah. 16 hits. 16 <laughs> hits. Uh, Neat. 2d6. Hits. That's, <laughs> that's 15 plus another 3. 18 damage. It, without the fire, you just crush the clockworks, like just <laughs> bring the whole sword down. <laughs> Keep in mind, those Thank of you, you those of you who are worried about Zeros being too strong, he is using every single resource he has yeah. to do this. He's using yeah. all of his superiority die and his action surge. 
He's a badass, I but mean, he has to use all of his yeah. resources to do it. But dude, I am a when, fire when, tornado right burn, now. <laughs> burning bright, man. Like, burning bright. This is um, the right situation to do it, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of thinking, Shit, we're in trouble. You see, you see Ismark just grinning as he just watches you tear all of these dudes apart. And he's just like, I know I could count on your brother. Monster kill. Irina will kind of, um, looking back and hearing Jesper say to just disengage and run, she will run up beside Shadow. She basically has her weapon free and she's just going to ready herself to protect Shadow if anything comes within range. But uh, she's kind of waiting for now. Uh, and then finally, we end with good old Ismark the Lesser himself uh, as he attacks the remaining Mark. clockwork soldier. Yeah. You got uh, this. Finish him. Attacks it twice, twice with his long sword and then once with his hand axe. His first attack <gasps> is a hit uh, as oh, he deals uh, 10 Beautiful. points of damage um, to the clockwork soldier. Uh, he brings the long sword down in a secondary strike, uh, also hitting. <sighs> Oh, oh, look at this boy go. For another nine points of damage. Uh, as the second what strike, the he smashes me, really? open its front chest, uh, <laughs> breaking many of the internal components. On one dude. He puts like, his boot oh, on him it, shove, <laughs> shoves the nerve. He's clearly been inspired the by you, Tom. Yeah, he absolutely yeah, is. Yeah, he, he turns in That's a kind so of like awesome fury. One. She said nothing. <laughs> tears apart the last Standard remaining zeros. clockwork soldier uh, and then he basically is like come on my brother and then he he basically uh, starts moving uh, he's gonna move like 30 feet into the wood line towards Ziki actually um, nice uh, and that seems like a pretty good point to uh, call it because I'm gonna guess uh, Rose and yes but you guys will ultimately disengage and then run away I'm gonna assume um, yes uh, at yeah. least I will. Okay. Oh, wait, why am I saying? Well, in that case, the last thing I will do then, because Zeke would go, but I don't think Zeke's going to be Zeke. Would you do anything against the devil, or would you just keep running? Uh, I just keep running. Okay. In that case, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to take the the devil's turn now because that, and then the re- then it's going to turn into a chase. Um, so he will attack. Uh, yes, because you guys both go after him as well. So Rose and Jesper go after. So he'll make one attack against Jesper and then one attack against Rose. So against Jesper, he uses his glaive. 15 is a miss, I believe, because of your defensive flourish. <laughs> you just parry it with a cross, cross guard from both of your weapons. And then Rose, yeah. he attempts to strike you with his beard. Uh, and there you go. There it is. Uh, there's the nat 20 again. That's nine points of piercing damage. I rolled a one on the damage. But I need you to make a saving throw. Which saving throw? Con save. You are fine. You feel like this uh, slick liquid coating the barbs entering your skin, but you manage to kind of like like rub your hands over the wound and kind of throw most of the liquid before it gets into your bloodstream um, as you feel this this poison kind of coursing through your body, setting that limb on fire. Um, On your guys' turn, you disengage and the pair of you basically start darting and as a group you make your way into the woods pursued uh in fact the the devil is the only thing left and it doesn't pursue you it just watches you from the edge of the forest um knowing it doesn't have any more allies left it just kind of watches from the edge of the woods just kind of like with its weapon raised um as you guys flee into the woods and that is a perfect place attack beard raised 
Yeah, yeah, his attack beard. Oh, holy crap! Well, what, what an episode! Do? What yeah. an episode! That was yeah. some of the best RP. I really loved everything you guys did at the start. There, that is a big hey. from from your DM. <laughs> Love that. Oh man! Um, and then a cool hey, uh, little kind of desperate fight at the end as well. Little combat, yeah. Hey, uh, Zeki. You sure no. we need to stick with these dudes? Because, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Go off with this, Mark. If you would like to <laughs> yeah. split the party, that will be a very interesting game. And, yeah, sure. <laughs> mm. We'll double the length of the campaign, that's for sure. <laughs> well, no, I don't think we will. No, I think that it will be over no. very, very quickly if we'll we decide to do that. It, I think. <laughs> well, thank you very much, everybody. It's been a great episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Mm, Take care. Nice. Bye bye. Bye bye.